Hi, this is Jeff Cooper. Let's visit the 2021 Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. At the entrance, we have Sorcerer Mickey along with his brooms and uh, just uh, kind of spreading flowers all around uh, rather than throwing uh, water all over. And uh, you can see the blooms. Let's just look at the blooms in the background. Just really beautiful. They give a little bit of height, a lot of color to what's going on. But those aren't the only balloon, uh, topiaries out front. If you look over there, you see some mushrooms even before you get to the turnstiles. And then over here, you see the hippo and crocodile from Fantasia. And uh, they are well represented here. And then a new treat you can see right in front of us new banners which have been put up new flag posts to uh, mark the entrance into Epcot uh, the display looks a little different than what I recall in the uh, the original drawing I think they were a little spread out here they're a little more combined and they're not really in front of spaceship Earth so they don't uh, you could take a good picture without it um, and what I see of it it looks like both sides are identical to each other I see the land I see uh, seas I see imagination I see motion um, and I see the uh, what looks to be the signature for spaceship earth so um, beautiful beautiful and did you notice I'm just doing a 360 all the way around here. Just listen. Epcot has a new soundtrack at its entrance. Instead of the uh, formally playing uh, kind of the hits of different attractions, like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, which had long left, but the song was still playing. It has a unique soundtrack I haven't made out what it uh, embodies if it's an original set of pieces or if it's taken uh, from set of pieces you can see the flags there nice little touch um, with those and uh, let's see no, these aren't waving in the wind as much but uh, and then I think the whole nighttime will come back to it I think it has a whole new lighting package to it and you can see beyond the construction as Interventions West continues to be torn down piece by piece. And uh, good, nice little healthy crowd here at the park. And we'll continue our walk into uh, the Epcot experience for Flower and Garden. I spoke of those icons in the flags. There were five of them, the same ones on each side. But if you look along this wall panel, you'll see that there are many more icons than are represented. In fact, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve icons represented along this wall. So, not sure why they um, chose those five and only those five, but there is a larger number. And you can see again, Inventions West dramatically being um, decomposed removed uh, steel beam by steel beam as we go through it's just a beautiful day in the park it's a healthy crowd but 
again on days like this at the beginning of the flower and garden festival you could expect to have pretty much the entire parking lot taken up by guests visiting and it's nothing close to that uh, today let's go check out some things here on this side of future world Here's some lovely plant containers. Again, Spaceship Earth reflected. The only thing that would make this perfect right now is a monorail passing through it. We decided the first thing we are going to do is check out the Goodness Garden Butterfly House, which is a Madison favorite and Madison is with me today. So we are going to head on side and see the butterfly exhibit. As always, this is a beautiful setting for seeing the butterflies. And you've got some terrace sculptures here that uh, really make a very nice entry point as you step inside. And uh, there are butterflies trying to not to step on any of them. And uh, cocoons, uh, cocoon houses for uh, future butterflies as they come through. And lots of different beautiful plants it's nice and shaded in here colorful colorful now usually there's a little bit of a water element so we're missing that here but um, it has made up for it with some really nice uh, uses of color and a variety of flower plants it says here did you know sunshine gives butterflies the fuel to fly and play if you don't see them in the morning, try spotting them when it's warmer in the day. Yeah, I think butterflies and humans are kind of alike. I know I get a lot of fuel from a good sunny day. I guess they do like the sunshine because the one little sunny spot here in the tent, they're all canvassing right up against it. So I guess butterflies like sunshine. I think Figment here needs a larger planter because it's got a lot of strollers around it but he's standing right in front of the entrance to Imagination. Somehow he looks a lot bigger than I remember him in other festivals. I think uh, he uh, grew his wings. Um, and over here, speaking of growing wings, here's some wonderful butterflies that are done with topiary. And uh, they just capture the sun really well right here. It's a nice little touch. I love the use of these bright yellow, orange, and red flowers at the base of this Lion King uh, exhibit right here on the corner. You can see Spaceship Earth behind. It's kind of a focal point as you come back into uh, Future World. And uh, it's a nice little, nice little touch. My favorite part of the Flower and Garden Festival is this blanket of flowers that always canvases this side of the park along uh, the water's edge on both sides you could see it and there's always a mickey a, at one point in it or two maybe um just serene very beautiful and just full of color and light this centerpiece of the park is blocked off due to all the construction but they made use of it by having goofy uh put a hammer and some nails in goofy's hands 
as well as paint brushes, the paint bucket in Mickey and Minnie's topiary. And so we're right at home in the middle of the construction here at uh, Epcot, very appropriate. I don't think that'll ever be repeated, but it works for this year. This little section is called Outdoor Escapes. It's presented by Off and it kind of provides a social distance uh, gathering place, casual uh, sit down and relax kind of corner to this little part of the park with some ideas about how you might put these same kind of plants and look and feel into your own garden. I'm not sure that this little corner with Bambi and Thumper and Flower has actually been moved. It was here this time last year and I think it stayed through the summer and into the fall. Still a nice little set of topiaries. With the setting sun buzz light, your looks perfect in front of Mission Space. And uh, beyond uh, we see the um, Play Pavilion, which I understand from a conversation I had with a key cast member that it is been stopped in terms of production, but it was well underway and it could be restarted or easily. And then rumors over here for the Space 220 restaurant was that it would be, um, that they are currently hiring folks to occupy um, positions for that restaurant. So we'll see if maybe we'll see something by summer. Speaking of Space 220, uh, there's a box in the front which will probably house the signage for the restaurant. And then this entire side of the queue has been probably dedicated to what will be the entrance. And you can see a black fence beyond that, which is probably the location where guests will enter to um, be beamed up, so to speak, to uh, 220 miles up north in space uh, to uh, experience this very unique restaurant concept. So you can see that's probably where the entrance is. You could see some back, kind of you go behind a panel there, probably into some kind of, I want to say hydrolator because it's a very much like an elevator kind of concept similar to what was at the Living Seas in early years. If you remember the hydrolator, it took you deep down into the depths of um, the ocean, a total of one half inch. But it seemed like a lot to some people apparently. At any rate, you can kind of see this, by the way, here's a really cool thing here at the bottom. You see these tracks against kind of an orange cement. It says Spirit and Opportunity. These exploration rovers landed on Mars on January 4th of 04 and January 25th of 04. We're back and we're on Mars. Sean O'Keefe, NASA administrator. So, uh, very cool. We need another one of these for the recent landings that have taken place uh, on Mars uh, because the uh, exploration continues and it's kind of cool. Okay, coming from the other direction, I would have missed this presentation, which is about prehistoric plant scapes and it's got a number of potted uh, palms and ferns with little toy dinosaurs in there 
this is probably uh, uh, this is probably the silliest uh, presentation I have seen in the flower and garden and its size and so forth it uh, it's not doing it for me all right we haven't even made it out of future world and we found something very interesting an avocado toast with marinated soy box tomatoes and fresh goat cheese and a toasted ciabatta we have fried cinnamon roll bites with a cream cheese frosting and candied bacon and we have fruit loop shake so hey we're gonna try this see what it's like more to come so what we just did is the sunshine griddle which is near um uh test track and uh both madison and i had a chance to enjoy and by the way there is a new policy that came out from disney when you're not literally eating they invite you to have the mask on so we're going to step up our observance of that and make sure that our reviews are done with a mask and not uh not just standing around the table without one anyway uh a lot of highlights on that one what do you think madison um for the fruit loop smoothie it was it was good it was kind of like uh fruit loops if they were meshed with milk i thought it was sweet but I don't know, not it was fun. It, it was, was just fun. a fun it food. It was different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the avocado toast I thought was the best. Yeah, I thought that was good. I expected the bread to be hard, but it was actually a lot soft, and it contrasted well with the goat cheese, the vegetables, and avocado, which is weird because I'm not a big fan of avocado. Yeah, um, I thought the cinnamon, I, you know, I thought the goat cheese and the, the avocado worked really great. The tomatoes, it was all great fresh flowers on it was kind of it, it was a beautiful looking treat and then I really thought that um, the cinnamon roll thing was okay but it was it was a lot of it was a lot of sugar in my view we want to get a good view of not only we got the flowers in the background there on this side of the uh, pavilion but they also had a beef brisket with potato barrels. Love potato barrels and a soft poached egg. Didn't see that immediately on the menu and I, I'm a sucker for eggs. And the other one was shrimp and grits and that looked really good uh, um, when I stepped up to the kitchen. Can I talk about the dessert? Oh yeah, please. It was like, it was just sweet. It had a lot of cream on the inside and it had some cinnamon and it had some bits of bacon on top but I didn't taste a lot of the bacon. It wasn't overwhelming. Yeah, the dessert I could have foregone, but I want to try the other uh, bites there. Probably not today, but definitely on another occasion when we're back here um, for, the, for the festival. Let's, uh, I think we're ready to head on to, uh, to uh, World Showcase. While we're here at the Odyssey at the Epcot Experience, I thought we'd take another look at this big map on the wall see kind of where we're at now right along here is where all of that former um interventions west area has been torn down you see that the building still remains up here for mouse gear and for the restaurant that's going in for this area up here but this whole side has been torn down if you kind of look at it you're wanting they're wanting the guests to kind of flow in 
on the right, which is how guests tend to flow in. That doesn't mean they can't come in the left, but they're expecting a larger flow of guests that could go this way, but also veer off to the side. And then you see the Moana experience, but the Moana experience actually leads you indirectly toward the seas down here. Whereas the former bridge that led you across to the land pavilion is going to be still straight away. Now there's this purple band that comes up here. I don't know what's becoming of that. And of course, we don't know how they're going to address this um, pavilion that was intended to allow guests to see Harmonious way up in the top from the top of this tower. All of that is subject to be determined, but it gives you a good idea of what's happening in that space and how really there's gonna be two flows of traffic, a major flow here and then one that kind of puts you through here and leads you to the seas on this end. In fact, you can see how the water has almost become a continuous flow into the current pools that are currently here. So, uh, very interesting how that is being laid out. So since we've last been to Epcot, something new has emerged on the scene. Uh, a lot of fans out there are calling it Stargate. Uh, Madison, what do you think about our It does, doesn't it? And yet, we're missing two of the tacos. Um, these uh, teardrop, kind of half teardrop shapes. There's another two that's going to go on the other opposite sides. And they're going to uh, form kind of a compass from kind of overhead. Um, I think one of the things that I heard from another podcast, I want to say maybe from the Diz, but and something I was not aware of is that these barges may well be intended to sink down about uh, eight feet um, and that they are actually in a maintenance mode right now. Now, if you remember from the world of color show at Disney's California Adventure, they're able to pull all of their fountains up to the surface. And frankly, it's not a pretty sight. This is not a pretty sight either, but I could see that if they were able to successfully sink them another eight feet so that, that those tacos where they're, it's perpendicular could just be right flat to the surface, I think that would make, uh, make this look a whole lot more endearing. Add fountains during the day and a show at night and it may just work perfectly. I say sinking because I don't think the Stargate um, looks like it could be sunk any further without having the the circular portion actually be into the lagoon and i think they're going to want a complete circle above the lagoon um, you also see that in front and in back it's hard to see the one in back but there are additional arms that will stretch out from that circular uh, device that uh, will spray water and have um, color and light as well so it's all part of the, uh, well, I wanted to say Riddle, but um, it was Ridley. Um, 
I believe the last name of the Imaginary says they're just getting underway to making this all work. So maybe there's a lot more to come in terms of the preparations for this show. It does look uh, Herculean, and I'm not alluding to the fact that the artistic images have Hercules in them whenever you, uh, whenever you see it. So more to come. So there's a little flower map that guests are taking around the park. You pay for that privilege, and as you find all the different characters, bring it back. You get one of four plates, one with kind of a mini in Japan or China, another with um, our little um, bee friend, another with Figment, another with Orange Bird. Cute little plates. I don't think they're intended to be eaten on, but they are very cute decorative plates, and uh, they are part of the uh, entire flower and garden experience. The pineapple promenade has a spicy hot dog, a mixed berry buttermilk cake, and of course, the infamous Dole Whip. Right now, here at dinner time, there's a healthy line. People uh, ready to uh, uh, sample from its cuisine. Madison has gone on to the um, uh, veget uh, plant-based uh, options booth to get what is a... Um, uh, corn on the cob kind of concoction she was really excited about and we're gonna just come around here because Daisy and Donald and Huey Dewey and Louie um, are at the opposite end of this promenade um, and they've got their gardening tools and uh, they look set for the flower and garden festival and in between, remember, we had talked about Goofy and Mickey and Minnie painting on the other end of this. And in between is Pluto and uh, it's a topiary of him. So they're kind of holding up both ends of this uh, promenade area. And you can see again the Stargate and in the water. All right, Madison could not say no to the street market corn on the cob with the, uh, the gar grilled garlic on it. Uh, it's a pretty healthy uh, uh, sampling. I thought it'd be half the size, so it seemed like it was that way last time it was served here at the festival. Anyway, we'll try it out. Most of the trial and trellis uh, offers impossible plant uh, products. And uh, some of them are really good. Um, but th this case, uh, Madison had the corn on the cob. So as we uh, start our way around World Showcase Madison, give us a review on the, on the corn. It was a full size ear, and it seemed like it was a half size last time. What did you think of it? Well, last time I had it, it was still a full size. It wasn't half at all. But oh, okay. it was fresh. Okay, well there you have it, um, and with some of the other choices that might be a great one to consider when you're here at the Flower and Garden Festival. We are moving on through Mexico and beyond. You know, year-round there is so much to capture uh, uh, plant and flower-wise at the uh, Norway Pavilion. Some really wonderful 
um, varieties of plants. But of course, if you want the topiary, you gotta come during Flower and Garden. And here we have Anna and Elsa in uh, perfect topiary form. And uh, looking really good. And usually there's a character meet and greet behind the fence, so to speak, of her. Don't see that happening. Um, you see the flowers on top of the roof. Uh, I think those have kind of been added uh, as well during the Flower and Garden Festival. So lots of little touches throughout. The frozen line starts here at the entrance of China. But if you take a look into China, they've taken the main pathway leading up to the temple and they've created a whole little maze to hold guests when there are a lot of folks wanting to go unfrozen. Kind of messy, not, I mean, it's good for social distancing, but kind of lax for me. Um, doesn't make me really want to come into the China Pavilion and check things out when the main pathway is just completely blocked. So a little disappointing in my, my opinion. On a slightly better note, over to the side though, you do find these pandas, topiary pandas, and then also these sculptures of animals of the zodiac done uh, using a lot of seeds and shells. And they're very cute in terms of how they've been laid out. They're kind of a mainstay that usually come out every, every year, this time of year, the dog one with his... Uh, wheat ears. Yeah, wheat ears. Those are big wheat ears. And that is one serious rooster I do not want to mess with. So, um, again, lots of little details in the China Pavilion that's always here. Even if you're not here during the Flower and Garden, you could still capture some really lovely pieces like where these falls, where the water commences um, into the pavilion. This little little brook, this little nook right here leading into, uh, into the main pond with its uh, lily pads and so forth. Again, some really nice Nice little touches, even when you're not here during Flower and Garden. Okay, it doesn't matter what festival it is. Germany always tends to be very popular. And uh, uh, I don't know why they just don't call it the Food and Beer Festival. Uh, because uh, everybody gets their, uh, their favorite brew here and uh, stands in line for their strudel. And uh, again, very popular, of course. Our favorite place, Caramel Kuch, with its handcrafted caramel treats. Uh, guests enter this way nowadays into the pavilion, which I kind of like better, actually, than the way it was before. But always incredibly popular. And it smells great, doesn't it? I can smell it all the way outside. Yeah, you can well smell it outside. Don't know if a smelter is involved, but you can definitely smell it from the outside. Uh, additionally, there's some uh, interesting flower. Look at this. So kind of like a little miniature home, similar to what you find in the train garden. And, uh, and kind of done in um, the different levels with this uh, really unique wood. Um, and you see a number of different uh, 
little houses and gardens. And then over here, now usually all the dwarfs are present. This year, it looks like it's just Snow White and Dopey. Um, but they are presenting topiary. Not a great location. I don't like to see Snow White put in front of the restrooms. It's kind of a mess there. But beyond that, uh, there's still stuff to be redeemed here because we of course have the train garden and that is a favorite of mine. And the trains are operating right now. And uh, uh, you see, I can see three different, four different trains uh, right now coming up and down different locations and you see the flower and garden festival flags in the town square and um, this is just always a great little again going back to great um, flower and garden places to visit even when you're not at the flower and garden festival this is one of those places this is decked up a little bit more during this festival. Here's the train passing by, Golden Pass, panoramic, little tourist train passing by. Um, but you always can find can find the trains operating here and, um, and plenty of little details. Notice, I didn't check that out, it's hard to see over there, the little factory's got smoke coming out of it. Um, a little hard to see from here. I'm checking out on the other train that's coming through here. And it's coming a lot slower than the first train. Um, maybe it's good because it has more cars attached to it. Um, but uh, nice little touch again. It's one of those places you can visit even when there's not a flower and garden festival going on. At the base of the bell tower, we see this um, nice little floral exhibit, but here's the real winner. Look at this. Now, this is usually the little um, main little plaza where they do a lot of entertainment. It has literally been transformed into one big flower centerpiece. Um, just stacked row after row after row going up its terrace. Nice effect. This is a wow. Uh, I just always love the potted plants during um, the Flower and Garden Festival that you find here in Italy. And uh, it is clearly the case here. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll walk around and see how it looks on the other side. We're losing a little bit of light, but this is, this is, now this is something you cannot see any other time of year. In fact, I've never seen this put on. Nothing of this grandeur. It's always been great to have the uh, potted plants in Italy, but this, takes it to a whole different level and it is stunningly beautiful. We'll just circle back around and head on through very nicely done here in Italy. Okay, now stepping out toward the Venetian canals, more potted plants, but here you have the, uh, the boats in dock and above or across you see a topiary lady and tramp with again more potted flowers it's just and, and then behind us um behind the gondolas of the topiary 
and the poles. You have Spaceship Earth. It's a beautiful, nice setting. This is a setting that's often used for exclusive group events uh, at night during the fireworks. And right now they are already taking reservations in the fall for the fall for guests who are wanting to book group space for the nighttime show. So, you know, something's coming. Um, and it's coming soon, hopefully sooner than later. Work still being finalized on the new gelato place that will be opening, hopefully before the end of the Flower and Garden Festival. And as sun sets, we move into the American Adventure. Big sunflowers at the Regal Eagle Smokehouse. This is probably why they call it the Taste of Epcot Flower and Garden Festival, because what you are missing is really um, the kind of show bands that you usually have during these festivals. And uh, here they've got during the day Mariachi Cobre, Voices of Liberty, and Epic Live. Haven't seen that show, we'll have to check that out. As dust settles, we're here in Japan. By the way, Epic Live at World um, American Adventure uh, Pavilion is actually a local band that's playing top 40 kind of hits. Now we're looking at the Pagoda and uh, of course the new elements for Harmonious, but notice the dragon that sits in the courtyard. I'm a little surprised to see this here because it's usually in China. But again, maybe they took it out of China because they've made it into a queue for um, the Frozen attraction it's a little disappointing it doesn't look bad here kind of kind of looks almost perfectly situated with this pagoda but it really was intended originally for the china pavilion i know that the sun is setting but i would be remiss if we didn't talk about the gardens of japan and it begins here at the base of the pond with the koi fish we move upstream with the water and while all of this that you're seeing right now is available any time of year. What is very cool during the Flower and Garden Festival is that they add some very specialized bonsai plants that um, are just amazing in and of themselves. You can see some others in different forms, different varieties, even one that doesn't really bear leaves right now, but uh, all really super cool and they just add to the whole ambiance here in Japan so great stuff to check out during the flower and garden but remember it is always beautiful here in Japan any time of year okay I keep forgetting the name of the bee which is Spike but I will say in my defense I've actually seen him in the what was it 1940 1950s short films uh, years and years ago so I do lay claim to that um, what it is 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 you have to find spike using your flower petal card and note the plant that he's standing in front of which is a good thing to learn because I see this plant all the time bromeliad bromeliad and uh, put that on the card and then you get the plate at the end of your choosing and um, they have a little exhibit here as to how topiaries are made so what I'd really like to talk about is 
World Showplace. And if I were to identify three things I would keep, and this will be a future podcast, three things I would keep from this pandemic. One of those three things would be World Showplace. It was such a blessing to be able to go indoors to air conditioning when this park reopened in July. And um, such a blessing. And, um, and usually there's some really good treats here. Now, here's my, and there's entertainment too, which is really great about this very large pavilion, lots of places to eat, not as many to sit at, at least tables to stand around. My only complaint, again, I like some of the, I ordered the dark chocolate raspberry tart. Uh, the, uh, was preceded by the house-made potato and cheddar biscuit and I looked at that thing and I thought this is gonna look dry I need a drink to go with this um, but I'm telling you and I know that pavilion was called cider house but they did have a Johnny Appleseed kind of non-alcoholic drink for the last two years and it wasn't at least in that queue I don't think it's um in the festival favorites either and in fact my complaint is that there's only one non-alcoholic drink i mean besides getting bottled water there's only one place to get a drink and that's here at festival favorites and it's a lemonade frozen lemonade which doesn't seem that exciting so where i'm going with this i just really am disappointed that there aren't more choices for those who choose not to drink. Um, the biscuit actually was uh, was well, it was it was moist actually. So that was the good news. But it was cold, and a fresh biscuit is really something that comes warm out of the oven. So that was a little bit of a disappointment. The other side of the disappointment was the tart. It was dry. It was the thing that was dry. So. Again, a little bit on the side of disappointing here, but but notwithstanding, I don't want to miss the fact that World Showplace is a really good place to be on a very hot day at Epcot. Returning outside to World Showcase, it has turned dark. So we're gonna to have to showcase a lot of the other wonderful garden exhibits on another date. Um, but I did want to show you the, uh, the center of the lagoon with its uh, new, hardware for uh, Harmonious. You can imagine in just a few months, this, everybody gathering around to see this thing. It's going to be a very exciting time and it's going to breathe a new chapter into Epcot's life as well as Ratatouille, Space 220, the Guardians of the Galaxy experience. Um, so much of the changes coming all through uh, the, what was Future World lots on the horizon for Epcot. It's pretty exciting. I am so pumped. We are back here at the entrance to Epcot and it looks so glorious. Of course we have the new fountain but behind it you see the flags that have been uh, put up. You can see them a little closer right here. As I bring to it you hear the music but look at how they have created a new lighting experience that wraps around the perimeter in a shade of light that keeps flowing and changing. It is, 
it is spectacular it is really a beautiful beautiful entrance plaza uh and it's it's really gives you the excitement it feels like a new epcot it really does it is so beautifully done and uh i am so it just and the music i've got to figure out the music as to what its source is but there's just this great great sense of being here and uh and a great sense of the promise of what lies ahead for epcot thank you for joining us this day as we uh begin the uh flower and garden festival here at epcot for 2021 i assure you we'll be back here with more reviews go to disney at play.com we'll post our uh, review of uh all of the uh foods that we've tried there are several that have come back and uh, we've had them before so we'll give you those reviews too and uh and we'll keep uh Keep bringing the magic from Epcot and all points here at Walt Disney World. Thank you for joining us. And in the words of Sinbad's storybook voyage, always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day.